When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Far throws it over the middle, intercepted in trunk. The first championship for John Elway and the Denver franchise. The Spanning Colorado sports, college and pro, it's time for Clar and Company, brought to you by Argonaut, on behalf of the Other Side Academy Addiction Services, with Michael Clar. National, regional, and local voices on Clar and Company are heard on the winnersandwiners.com hotline. And good morning, I am Michael Clar, and uh, it is a gorgeous morning, as usual, on a Saturday morning, and a football Saturday at that, and a football weekend. Hey, uh, we will open both hours of this show with a Broncos blast, first with Ian St. Clair. Uh, we'll have Mark Kisla and uh, Jimmy Armstrong debating about the Broncos at uh, 8.15. We'll have a little avalanche hockey and some Colorado State this first hour. Then we'll get to the Nuggets and uh, Broncos and, and our picks of the week and see you in the second hour. Let's uh, welcome in our first uh, guest. He leads off the show every week these days. We got him in a leadoff position. He is Ian St. Clair. Follow him at Ian St. Clair. Read him at PlayColorado.com and Mile High Report, where he uh, has his podcast over there and his articles that he writes. Good morning, Ian. 
Good morning, Michael. As you mentioned, at least it's a beautiful day. <laughs> Bronco fans have that, at least. They, they live in Colorado. It doesn't have to ruin your life, your football team. Uh, I don't care who your football team is in the state. Uh, several of them are, are struggling badly, although uh, better times at Boulder last Saturday. I left uh, went up to the game after the show and it was terrific to see them win, and the fans stormed the field. Uh, it was nice, a nice way to kick off the Mike Sanford era, however brief that may be. Hey, I, I, I couldn't find a clipping of it, and I don't want to sing to people, but I was going to start the show by chanting overrated, like fans like to do, usually at all the wrong times. Are we ready to say that the Broncos' offensive talent, and not just the coaching, not just the injuries, the Broncos' offensive talent is actually overrated? I... I, I I don't know if I'm I'm willing to go that route yet because anyone who watched the game on Monday night knows exactly where the problems lie. It's with Nathaniel Hackett and this horrible system that he's running. I mean, it, he and Hackett and his offense go together with Russell Wilson like oil and vinegar. It just <laughs> does not mesh. And then anytime it does mesh, like in the first quarter – where Russell Wilson looks like Russell Wilson and the offense actually looks like an NFL offense, what do Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Outen do in the second half? They completely flip the script and decide, no, you know what? We're not going to do what worked in the first quarter. Let's go with more predictable play calling than Bob Ross painting a mountain scene. I, <laughs> I just, I, I have no idea what Nathaniel Hackett is doing. And I, I just, Yes, the the players need to execute better, but when you have so predictable play calling in in the second half and overtime, it doesn't matter what the players do when you know it's going to be run, run, pass, punt. That's that's legitimately what happened every time the Broncos had the ball in the second half on Monday Night Football. Run, run, pass, punt. No, no, it, it... Uh, a uh, horrendous offensive performance in the second half after a, a somewhat promising start. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, but he doesn't have a quarterback who can lift this team. He doesn't have uh, receivers that can lift this team, that can make big plays. They don't have an offensive line that's particularly good at anything at this point. At least they're finally getting healthy, and maybe there's some hope for improvement there. I've uh, been waiting, you know, like uh, – uh, you know, f- for for their ho- for their tackles to finally, uh, you know, like take the field and finally uh, Billy Turner did, uh, and and we'll be starting I guess at right tackle this time. Uh, before we get into the offensive line, I want to say hats off to Matt Schubert, <laughs> the deputy editor, sports editor at the uh, Denver Post, who writes some of their stuff, including the grading the week column this morning, for saying. Uh, for getting a little respect to a guy that I have promoted on this show and people didn't appreciate, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's offense was so much better than this offense, Russell Wilson's offense, Nathaniel Hackett's offense, whatever you want to say. Hey, this was a team that looked like they were in contention when he was healthy, and of course the offensive line was so bad they couldn't protect him, and he, and he got hurt. But uh, uh, thank, thank you, Matt, for, for recognizing Teddy Bridgewater was an upgrade here and, and did uh, and did do some good things. So let's talk about that offensive line. I, I, I guess uh, they're going to bench what uh, bench Anderson, put Fleming 
at the at the left tackle and have Turner start at the right tackle. Thank goodness, uh, they, you know they've got their uh, bl- run blocking or pass protecting right guard back. Minor's, uh, 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 I guess, considered a, a, a good run blocker. Actually, pass blocked well last week. You were breaking up pretty bad for that, Michael. I didn't hear most of what you said. Oh, but I, I, I heard offensive a bit line. About Teddy, I heard a little bit about Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but I, I basically didn't get most of what you just said. Oh, okay. Well, I was talking about Matt Schubert, deputy editor of the Denver Post, uh, sports editor, giving a little props to Teddy for last year's offense compared to this year's offense. That some good things were happening before the offensive line got him destroyed. But uh, I was talking about the changes on the offensive line that it might be settling in. Uh, you know, they've got their right guard back, and he did a good job pass blocking. Uh, they, they've got Turner starting finally and uh, Fleming at left tackle. Uh, can you talk about the offensive line? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I Honestly, I don't think it matters. Because as long as Nathaniel Hackett and this system are going to be here, it's not going to matter. Because he doesn't know what he's doing. And we've seen it. When Russell Wilson is actually able to do the things that he can do, he plays well. And, I I mean, to put this on Russell Wilson, and and anyone who watched Monday Night Football and says that that is because of Russell Wilson doesn't know football because that's Nathaniel Hackett. That's his system. That's this offense. So the offensive line is going to be what it does. I mean, especially without Garrett Bowles now and Cam Fleming – starting at left tackle, I mean, it, it can't get much worse. But as long as the offensive play calling is going to be run, run, pass, punt, it doesn't matter what the offensive talent or the offensive line or Russell Wilson does because it's so predictable. Everyone in the building knows, oh, here we go, run, run, pass, and then punt. I, I mean, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here, but – until Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Outen and this offensive staff, and apparently Justin Outen said this week that they've been sleeping in the building for three weeks. Uh, it's not working, so I don't know what they've been doing. They haven't <laughs> been working on an offensive system that's going to help this team get out of this funk. But I, I, I just, I'm at a loss for Nathaniel Hackett and this offensive play calling and this offensive staff. Because, I, I mean, I, I basically had it after Monday Night Football with what we saw in the first quarter. And then to have the drive to end the first half, that didn't end in a touchdown because that's the way the Broncos' offense is going. But then to come out in the second half, I, I just, I'm at my wit's end with what the players are supposed to do when the coaches don't put them in a situation to have success. Well, I'm the point of a head coach. You know, everything you say is true, but I'm not letting Russell Wilson off the hook. He doesn't read the defense. He doesn't see where the blitz is coming. He doesn't slide the protection 
over to protect himself so he has a chance to get the playoff. Uh, there's a lot Russell Wilson's not doing now. Is that confusion related to practice and to and to the scheme and to the level of coaching that he's getting? We we don't know that, I guess. But that's Russell Wilson as a veteran quarterback. Tom Brady. Uh, you know, it, 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 this wouldn't come up with Tom Brady. This wouldn't come up with Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, and and we well, thought of I, Russell I Wilson as one of these elite quarterbacks. I, I don't think comparing right now, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers to Russell Wilson is going to work out that well because Tom Brady has sucked this year, and so has Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has not done anything this year without Devontae Adams. No, so, but, but they. I, I mean, <laughs> both of those guys have not done anything. But they can read a defense, and they know how to set the protection up. And and Russell Wilson's not and, doing that. But how, did, but how did that do last week for Aaron Rodgers against the Jets? Yep, no, he they, got hit more than Russell Wilson did. Well, he Tom Brady can read a defense, but he can't do anything. Yeah. Well, his offensive line is poor. No, no question about it. And he doesn't have the receivers getting open. No question about that. So, all right, let's talk about the Jets. Great run game. Broncos' defense is strong against the run. That gives him an awfully good shot here. Broncos, a one-point favorite. How do you see this one? I can't believe the Broncos are a favorite, <laughs> uh, especially with what it's we the, saw the Jets the do Jets. in Green Bay to Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and that offense. Because, at, at, as I've said with uh, Gang Green Nation for our five questions that we do throughout the websites on SB Nation, I said that Robert Saylor needs to have the exact same game plan that he used against Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur in Green Bay because this is basically the exact same offense that Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson will play. And if it's Brett Rippon, it's going to be even worse. So I, I just – the defense, and especially the interior, Quentin Williams is going to destroy Lloyd Cushenberry. It, it, I mean, it's not going to be pretty. That interior, the interior of the Jets defensive line is going to destroy the interior of the Broncos offensive line. The Broncos aren't going to be able to run the football. They're not going to be able to pass the football because they're not going to have time. And then defensively, it's going to be what it is. The the Broncos defense is going to shut down Zach Wilson, but I think Brees Hall and uh, I believe his name is Michael Carter, are going to be able to run off the edge because that's what the Broncos' defense allows to do. And Zach Wilson will do enough to, to get the Jets in a position to win this football game on Sunday. What's your score? I have a 2015 Jets. All right. And, and that's uh, Mr. Positive there, so uh, things are bad. In, in, in Broncos country, uh, no no doubt about that. You're, you're, you're making me on our pick segment, second half, maybe pick the Jets today, at, uh, which uh, was something I hadn't planned on doing. Hey, Ian, thank you. We'll read all the coverage in Mile High Report and PlayColorado.com. Ian St. Clair. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, Michael. Hey, we picked this up with Midwest One Bank's kicking it with Kiz, Mark Kisler, Jimmy Armstrong, and I debate when Kiz asks, NFL trade deadline is coming up. It's November one. Should the Broncos deal Bradley Chubb? Chubb, how about Melvin Gordon? Should they stand pat? If you're GM George Payton, what would you do? You're listening to Clark and Company with Michael Clark, Saturday mornings at 8, presented by Argonaut, on behalf of the Other Side Academy Addiction Services. All guests on Clark and Company are heard on the winnersandwiners.com hotline.